This podcast is presented by All Copy Products, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. Learn more at allcopyproducts.com. To the 15, to the 10, Murray's going to score, touchdown! Welcome to the Cardinals Red Sea Report. Slammed to the ground by Buda Baker. Like a torpedo, he came flying into the backfield. Connor to the 10, to the 5, and into the end zone for the touchdown! The Cardinals Red Sea Report is brought to you by Arizona Cardinals Podcast. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcast. Here we go. One-handed catch and a touchdown. Oh, baby. How's that feel? Here's Craig Grealoux, three-time pro bowler Kyle Vandenbosch, and 13-year NFL veteran Drew Stanton. One week ago today, gentlemen, we were in this very studio on the heels of owner Michael Bidwell announcing that head coach Cliff Kingsbury had been fired and general manager Steve Kime was no longer a part of the organization. Fast forward seven days and we have a new general manager, 44-year-old Monty Fort, just introduced officially to the local media about 30 minutes to go. And we will discuss what he had to say and where this team goes from here. As we heard from Michael a week ago, the preference was to get the general manager hired first and then look at the head coach. And we have a general manager, Drew Monty Ossenfort, first time GM, but he has been in the National Football League for better than 20 years previously with the Titans, and then 15 seasons working his way up the ladder with the New England Patriots. Yeah, it's an impressive resume, and you look at it, and he was even interviewing last year right, for jobs, and he was up for some GM jobs, and I know people within the building were extremely impressed by him. Obviously, that's why he got the job, and that's what needed to happen. You need to hire a general manager in place first before you go out and get a head coach. There has to be a pecking order, and as he talked about, you know, the ego is such a big thing when success shows up. So as long as you have strong leadership and it starts with the general manager and the trickle-down effect of that, right, and we saw that with what Michael was talking about uh, of how, who he wanted wanted to take charge who he wanted to lead and this seems like such a good fit and that was the luxury of being the only one that was really had a GM open spot right now right if I'm not mistaken Titans have an opening as well so within the building yeah they have a head coach in place though so then that becomes different those dynamics are different the intrigue of getting some place to be able to show up and have control over what's going on have say in who the head coach is going to be to be able to put your blueprint on an organization that has a lot of great pieces in place already this is an exciting time, and I think it's a natural fit for somebody like this. Press conference was 34 minutes, very impressive as far as a first impression. And Kyle, I guess that's all we have right now because he is talking about Monty, a little bit of an unknown. Yeah, three seasons with the Tennessee Titans as director of player personnel. And then before that, 15 seasons with the Patriots, worked his way up from scout to director of college scouting once for Super Bowls with the Patriots. So you talk about an organization to cut your teeth with. Patriots and Bill Belichick, not too bad of a way to get involved in the National Football League. It, yeah, to me, that's that's one of the big things with him is one of the things he talked about was, look, we're not looking for a quick fix. We're not looking for um, you know somebody to come in and start things up. We're looking for sustainability and to get everybody pointed in the same direction to have a unified plan and you know the wheels of the NFL turn so quickly and like you said it's so much has changed in just a week and now here we are um, you know to me this whole process makes sense and uh, tremendous credit to Michael Bidwell you know to 
to have seven interviews uh, to make this decision as quickly as he did so that this team can continue to move forward so that he and Monty Austin Fort can um, work together to interview a head coach so that they all have their visions aligned and, and you can take this off season and have the arrow pointed the same direction for everybody involved. Let's hear from Cardinals owner Michael Bidwell on why the decision to go with Austin Fort as the general manager. As we went through the process and the whole process, it became clear that Monty Austin Fort had a, that combination of a well-defined vision, a work ethic, character, the background and experience and being with two great organizations, the New England Patriots as well as uh, the Tennessee Titans, in evolving roles. And it became apparent that all of the combination of those things, that Monty was going to be the best fit for us. Of those seven candidates interviewed to be general manager, three were internal. But this now becomes an external hire, which this organization has not seen. Apart from when Buddy Ryan was both head coach and general manager, this is the first Cardinals GM to be hired from outside the organization since the 70s. And I think that was the perspective I think Michael was looking for, a different set of eyes perhaps to see what is working and then, obviously, coming off a four and thirteen season, what's not working to where this team gets back into the postseason? Yeah, and it's no disrespect to the guys that are here saying they, you know, they were just weren't the best fit for right now. I think both those guys um, that come to mind as far as Quentin Harris and and you look at um, you know a dub of what they bring to the table, they just might not be ready at a certain point. And you go out and you get fresh blood. You want to infuse what's going on because, again, I, I remember. When I was in Detroit, we went 0-16, and the next year they fired Matt Millen and they just promoted Martin Mayhew. And everybody's like, we were just 0-16. Wow. You need to bring in new blood. You need to bring in a fresh set of eyes to be able to shake things up. You have to do that to reinvigorate the fan base. They've got to be excited about that. And you look, as Michael alluded to, the two places that he's been before this, the success that they've had, you bring a portion of that with you. You bring that mindset. You bring that culture. You bring all of those things with you of a certain way of doing things, and then you collaborate. You rely on the people in place. I'm sure he'll bring some other new guys in with him that he can trust and rely upon. And then you try to build that winning culture. You try to build that mindset of, okay, this is what this is going to look like because all 32 different teams operate differently as far as the coaches are concerned, as far as the front offices are concerned, the structure that is there. And he's going to put his own stamp on this thing. So to go out and get somebody like this, I think it was a great move. I think it was the right move to get somebody, especially after you know all of the things that have kind of been up in the air over the past couple of years here. Well, let's hear from the new Cardinals general manager names on Monday and officially introduced about 30 minutes ago here at the Dignity Health Arizona Cardinals Training Center. We're going to focus on a completely unified message across the general manager, the head coach, and ownership to what exactly we want to be as a football organization. We're going to institute a thorough and exhaustive scouting process. We are going to turn over every stone to find the right players for this team. We are not just collecting talent, we're going to build a team. We're going to look for the right type of players. Ego will not be tolerated in this organization. We are going to look for focused, driven, and people that are willing to put the team first at every step of the way. Let me take a parts of that 37 sound bites out of that, and it's ego will not be tolerated in this organization. Something that stood out to me in real time 
and continues to stand out based off what we heard from Michael a week ago, Kyle, and that was accountability. This team, this organization, there needs to be more accountability. And I think, and Michael alluded to it, that quote, the ego quote, was a direct reflection of what Michael is looking for to get this thing turned around. Yeah, and the question was asked um, to Michael Bidwell, you know, was this a part of the the player input? Because he had talked about going around to the leaders, getting their input, um, not necessarily about uh, a name or a, a head coach, but what things need to change. What are we looking for in this organization? What things are we missing, and, and why did things go south this season? And it wasn't necessarily ego, but he said players mentioned accountability, and that's what makes a team. Um, look, you can be good in the short run. You can... Um, you know, do things your own way. You can have a locker room full of egos um, with talent, but eventually it's going to catch up to you. I mean, again, you look at the playoffs just this weekend, every game was within one score, and that's that's about discipline, accountability, figuring out ways to execute, and 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 it's it doesn't just come from game plan. It comes from your entire organization and the people you bring in and how things are taught and you know, again, a, a big thing that that Monty Asenfort talked about was we want to find a head coach. He he didn't he didn't mention gurus. He didn't mention you know offensive coordinators that are putting up a ton of points. He didn't mention defensive coordinators that are um, you know coaching shut down defenses. He talked about developing talent, and to me, um, that's one of the things that this organization could get better at is having a coaching staff that um, not only evaluates, um, not only having a front office that drafts well and brings in the right type of players, but developing the talent that you have in-house. By the way, before we head to a timeout here on the Cardinals Red Sea Report presented by SeatGeek, your ticket to great seats, your connection indirectly with Monty I think is phenomenal because he talked about how he grew up in a small town in Minnesota with two stoplights and it is not very far from where you grew up. Yeah, he, he grew up in a metropolis <laughs> compared to where I grew up. That's two more stoplights than I had in my hometown. But, um, yeah, I just thought it was a huge coincidence. He grew up in Laverne, Minnesota, uh, which is you know less than 30 minutes from my hometown. Um, same age, 44 years old. He played quarterback, but um, we never crossed paths, even though we grew up in the same little pocket. Um, you know, I was in the northwest corner of Iowa, and he was in the southwest corner of Minnesota. So are we going to use this connection? Are we probably going to lose you here? Although we no. do have a deal that if either one of you, front office or coach, you're still doing this show every Tuesday. Yeah, I'm not too worried about no? that. No, okay. it's, uh, yeah, I don't think I'll be getting that call. Drew, you're the one that we got to worry about, right? <laughs> exactly. Nope. He's I'm... got the mind. The general manager is in place. Next, the head coach. We know one name for certain, and that would be Cardinals defensive coordinator Vance Joseph. That interview will take place sooner rather than later. There are other names that have been attached to this job, all according to reports. We'll get into some of those names, but that is the next step, perhaps the first step for new Cardinals general manager Monty Ford as he begins his tenure as Cardinals general manager. It is the Cardinals Red Sea Report presented by SeatGeek, your ticket to great seats here on the Arizona Cardinals Radio Network. The Arizona Cardinals are hiring Monty Ossenfort, formerly now from the Tennessee Titans longtime Patriots staffer, kind of came up in college scouting, was also a, a national scout, was promoted and promoted, eventually went to the Tennessee Titans where he was director of player personnel, really impressed last year 
on the interview circuit. Ended up staying in Tennessee, interviewed with the Arizona Cardinals. He is, in fact, getting the job. So the Arizona Cardinals now hire Monty Ossonfort, the first order of business for Ossonfort, and owner Michael Bidwell, hire a coach. The report by NFL Network's Ian Rappaport's on Monday. The news made official in the afternoon and here on Tuesday morning. Monty Ford officially, formally introduced to the assembled media here at the Dignity Health Arizona Cardinals Training Center about 30 minutes before we hit the air here on the Cardinals Red Sea Report presented by SeatGeek, your ticket to great seats, and we are discussing what Monty had to say. Craig Riolu. Kyle Vandenbosch, Andrew Stanton here, and you look now at the next order of business, and that is looking for a head coach, Drew, priority number one. Obviously, there are a million things that Monty needs to figure out, none of which, or I should say maybe the top of the list, is figured out, as he joked about, finding his way to his new office here at the Dignity Health Arizona Cardinals Training Center, but finding that head coach and whether he looks at people that he knows of or connections, maybe second dairy connections to try to get that job filled as soon as possible yeah well i think it starts with the philosophy right like he was talking about you have to have a vision of what that looks like and then you go through the interview process and you see who fits that vision i'm sure they have an idea when he was going through the interview process himself of saying okay well these are the guys that i envision as head coaches and this is why right the is it a strong leader of men is it a play caller is it whatever it is and kyle kind of alluded to in the last segment he didn't talk about any of that he talked about leadership he talked about these things and i think that's why it's so important important to go get that piece in place because then the players know who's going to be leading them. They understand who that's going to be and then Monty can assess the different coaches that are currently on the staff to try and be fair to them, but he can also assess the per- people that are currently in the front office roles. Do I keep this status quo? Do I keep everybody in those roles? Because there's not much time to waste. You have to get right to work. You've got to be able to do this and yes, there's other teams that are playing, but you're trying to revamp everything around here, get ready for the combine, get ready for all of these things that are going to happen through the draft, through free agency, and you've got to hit the ground running, and you've got to make sure you've got a strong support staff in place. So he has a lot to do. He'll find his office pretty easily. I can show it to him (laughs) if he needs me to. Um, I know where that's at. But in saying that, Monty can also – speed this up because he probably has a good idea of who he wants to do this with right he there is a partnership that's going to have to take place and that continuity is equally as important that relationship is as important as anything in this building between gm and head coach i would argue it's just as important as the on-field production of a quarterback and an offensive coordinator all of those things matter you have to be an extension of each other you have to speak the same language you have to do all these things and you've got to hold each other accountable and that's something that we haven't seen here on in the past. And that working relationship between general manager and head coach, you just look back at his prior relationships with head coaches. Again, Bill Belichick, Mike Vrabel, two family-run organizations, no different than the Arizona Cardinals, but now looking for that working relationship, that connection between front office, head coach, and coaching staff. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, the, the finding the next head coach, it becomes priority number one because as he talked about it, and one of the impressive things is he's been h- hired, he's been on this job for less than 24 hours, and he said he's already broken down the pending free agents. He's watched some film. He's, he's trying to evaluate that. 
Um, but even with that process, which is vitally important at this point in the offseason, um, you have to share that vision with your coach. You don't necessarily know exactly what type of offensive system you're going to run. You don't know what type of defensive system you're going to run. You don't want to begin to re-sign or um, negotiate with your own free agents if the head if they don't fit your head coach's vision, if they're not going to fit your defensive coordinator's vision. So, um, you know, you've got to take each step as it comes. And to me, again, it's going to be, you know, finding the right head coach that fits his process that fits his plan that that they can work well together and then they can begin to evaluate what type of talent do we need to continue to fill out this roster and, and he talked about you know there there is building blocks there is key core pieces on this roster right now to build around um, but you don't want to start filling in the other pieces until you find out you know who your head coach is and and what type of system you're going to run and then you move forward together all right let's hear from the new cardinals general manager what is Monty Austin Fort looking for in a head coach I think the key is that we find the head coach that is right for this team there's there's many ways of doing things and I think finding a head coach that aligns with the way I see building a team the way Michael sees building an organization and then I think there's a the specifics in terms of of leadership in developing players and coaches in being a teacher of fundamentals details and techniques we're trying to build a sustainable program here. This is not a short-term fix. So we want a, a coach that sees the big picture and understands that we're not happy with just the results of 2023. We're building this for extended championship teams as we move forward. Again, no preference as an offensive head coach or a defensive head coach, but it's that buzzword leadership, Kyle, that we keep coming back to, whether it was a week ago when Michael was talking about looking for a general manager and then a head coach. That was the order. That was the preferred order, finding the GM first. But an overall leader and then maybe a little bit more delegation as far as the head coach is concerned. A leader of men is what a lot of people discuss when you're looking for that NFL head coach. And again, going back to what we talked about earlier, um, to me and obviously to Michael Bidwell, and now you, you can hear the same things from Monty Austin Fort, um, this, this organization needs accountability, and that begins with a head coach. Um, it begins with his system. It begins with him um, having a system to, for keeping players accountable, and and that will be a big step in in where this team goes in the next season. Um, you know, there's just you know not to harp on last season, but um, you know just even at the the average fan watching Cardinals games, um, you know you could use more discipline, you can use more accountability, and that all begins and ends with the head coach. Let's hear more from Austin Ford as far as that collaborative approach between the front office and the head coach and his coaching staff. I look forward to working alongside Michael and as he mentioned a big step in that is is finding our new head coach and together with with Michael and myself and the new head coach and everyone else in this organization we're going to strive to find a a collaborative environment where we are completely aligned in the football structure that we're going to put before this organization. One name we know for certain, in fact, Michael Bidwell announced it earlier on Tuesday, defensive coordinator Vance Joseph will interview to be the next head coach. Other candidates, according to reports, 49ers defensive coordinator D'Amico Ryans, former Miami Dolphins head coach Brian Flores, and then Sean Payton, the big fish out there, all have been linked, according to reports, for this job. Again, 
not necessarily an offensive mind or a defensive mind, but you're looking for someone who can come in and have that relationship with the general manager and then help spread the message throughout not only the players, but as we heard, throughout the entire building. Yeah, I mean, look, the the collaboration thing sounds great, right? Leadership sounds great. It's about application. It's about being able to put the right people in place. And I think the easiest form of leadership of how do you describe leadership is followership. If you're not a leader unless people are following you and you need to hire a head coach that people want to follow. You need to hire a head coach that people are going to follow. And and that takes a lot of sifting through different things. That takes getting down to the core of what you believe in and your values and being able to say the same things differently. When something's not working, you've got to be able to pivot and be able to get hold of that locker room and keep hold of that locker room. And I think that has to coincide with the belief of the general manager. The general manager is going to hire the next head coach here. And in saying that, that head coach has to be able to go to the general manager and they've got to hold each other accountable. It's got to be a little uncomfortable at times. They've got to be able to step on each other's toes. There's got to be able to have things when errors are made to correct those errors, to take ownership of those and to be able to move forward collectively of saying, you know what, we're going to put these egos aside and we're going to do what's best for the Cardinals. We're going to do everything in our power to make the Cardinals a sustainable brand and logo in the NFL and the NFC West for a long period of time. You've seen the organizations that do that. They continue to have success. The ton- the ones that go up and down and it's a roller coaster and are very fickle are the ones that ego gets involved, where pride gets involved, where people don't want to hear about their mistakes. They brush stuff under the rug. That can't be done. When you are held accountable, that's where you're going to see growth, and that's what needs to happen here. You want that back and forth between whether it's general manager and head coach or whatever company you have. You don't want the quote-unquote yes man in there because – then you don't get that disagreement or the different set of ideas to push your organization, your company forward. Yeah, and th- that conversation came up when a, a question was asked about diversity. Um, and he said, you know, not just race, but we want different ideas. And and you love that. He doesn't come in um, with it's my way or the highway. Um, he said uh, we have – he has a very specific process that he uses um, in doing his job, but he welcomes uh, different voices, different opinions. Um, and that's – that is – I mean, to as Drew said, that's how good organizations are run. Um, you know, it's not one view, not one voice. Obviously, the, there's somebody at the head that's steering the ship, um, but at the same time, you, you bring in as many different voices, as much different experience from different places and different backgrounds as you can. Now, how long does this process take? It would took a week before the general manager was hired. Is it going to take another week, two weeks? It doesn't. It doesn't matter how long, Drew, as long as you find the right head coach. And the perfect example is Bruce Arians. He was the last head coach hired that year, and we know what happened when he was here with the Cardinals. Yeah, well, I think it's one of those things, too, right, that that you want to get out in front of it if you can. Um, but there's also going to be a, a, a time where you have to look over across and say, okay, Michael, is this who you think is the next head coach? They'll know. I, I truly believe when you get that person in the room, when you get that leader that you are looking for, Michael and Monty will both understand that. They'll be on the same page because they've outlined what that's going to look like. And until you get them in person, you can identify that. Now, it's much different. This is a different type of race. Before, we were looking for a GM, and there was only one other opening, as you talked about, with already a head coach in place. Now there's multiple head coaching openings, but as Monty alluded to in his press conference, all 32 jobs are completely different. The requirement of what that looks like, 
the the job in Denver versus the job in Indianapolis versus the job that's here, those are three different qualifications of what you're looking for as far as what's already in place and what you need as far as the roster and the ownership and, and you know the location and the division that you play in. All of those things are vastly different. Uh, they're all high draft picks, which is nice, <laughs> and GMs like that and head coaches like that. But in saying that, right, You've got to find the right mixture of what you're looking for, and they are starting to identify that checklist of what every head coach that they're going to interview has to have. And find someone, Kyle, that's committed because, as we heard Mondi say, this is not something that's short-term. We're looking for long-term to where you're not turning over the head coach every four or five years, which is the norm in the National Football League. Yeah, I, I mean, it's been said many times before, but there's there's no quick fixes in the NFL. I mean, obviously, a lot of teams go from worst to first. Teams not in the playoffs go to playoffs the next year. But what they're looking for is stability in this organization and not having to be back in this situation, not having a high draft pick again in the near future. You know, those are all things that are encouraging. Um, they're not necessarily looking for the slam dunk that's going to get us 10 wins this year. It's, you know, which head coach will still be here in four years and the Cardinals are still winning the division in four years. By the way, Kingsbury, the 10th longest tenured head coach when he was fired. Again, constant turnover in the NFL. This is the Arizona Cardinals Radio Network. All right, let's start it out with Robert Downey Jr. All right, so here's the deal. Uh, Empty set now for Murray. Three receivers right, of course it is. Uh, uh, Snap to Kyler, looking right, now back to the middle, now runs to to the right. A lot of right here. Three right turns brings you back to the same place, I believe. All right, do uh, Morgan Freeman then from here on out. Looking, still dancing around, pointing, still holding the ball like it's street ball in the backyard. He's still got it. Runs right to the 10, cuts left to the 5, and he's going to score. All right, do De Niro now. Oh, my goodness. Huh? Huh? Kyler Murray on that play, on a play that took about a minute, somehow gets to the end zone for two points. This is the entertainment capital of the world, and I don't think I've ever seen a two-point play as entertaining as that. Huh? All right, now, with Wolfley stepping in here, do Mel Kuyper. Uh, I'm talking about I have never seen that, that before in my life, and I've had a tremendously long life. Somebody tell me how long that play is. Hey, you know what, Kyler? Sit down and do the Yoda right now because that <laughs> is unbelievable. And listen, I have heard a lot of things in my life, but what in the world is do the Yoda? I mean, talk about a guy who. <laughs> sometimes why? <laughs> the many voices of comedian Frank Caliendo. That's just a snippet of episode 55 of the Dave Patch podcast featuring Frank. It's available right now. And to catch up on past episodes, just follow the Dave Patch podcast via your preferred podcast provider. Get all the latest updates via Twitter at HashPod. We welcome back here to the Cardinals Red Sea Report presented by SeatGeek. Your ticket to great seats. Drew, you've had a front row seat to see Frank Caliendo. I believe it was here 2015 season. I believe it was part of All or Nothing where Frank impersonated Bruce Arians and got a nice round of applause from all those in attendance. (laughs) Yeah, no, he, he is a very talented individual. Even hearing that now, I'm sitting over here laughing. 
uh, especially as Mel Kuyper, spot on. <laughs> now we just need him to work on a Drew Stanton and a Kyle Vandenberg. Yeah, Kyle, I would love to hear him impersonate Kyle. <laughs> I heard Drew do a Calvisi earlier, so maybe, maybe <laughs> oh. he could he could get into voices. Polly Pencil Neck, yep. <laughs> the two-point conversion week two at the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, one of the many plays of Kyler Murray in what was a shortened season for Kyler Murray. But why are we talking K-1 here when... The new general manager was just introduced only about an hour ago. Well, Kyler Murray is going to play a large role in this organization this year, whenever that begins, and then years moving forward. But it is something to keep an eye on, Kyle, because right now we don't know when we will see Kyler back on the football field. Underwent ACL surgery the first week of January and likely going to miss part of the upcoming season that's the expectation certainly don't want to rush him back when he is the face of your franchise oh you're right you know a lot of the conversation we've had already is about um, getting the general manager the owner the head coach everybody in this organization um, with the same vision pointing in the same direction and a big piece of that is Kyler Murray Um, you know we he is this franchise's quarterback, and he will take this team um, as far as it can go. Uh, but you need to continue uh, building around him. Um, you need to have an offense that um, you know can display his skill sets that can um, that he can not only execute but uh, be the dynamic player he has shown that he can be um, on a consistent basis. And and so a lot of the decisions from this point forward are. Um, you know, A, like they said, how do we get him healthy, make sure he's healthy, make sure he's ready for this upcoming season. Um, but how do we build around him? How do we get the most out of him? And how do we continue to develop um, him into being this franchise's quarterback? Getting Kyler Murray healthy, something that was asked of new general manager Monty Austin Ford earlier on Tuesday. I think the first order of business there is Kyler's got to get healthy and we want to do everything in our power to help him get healthy. We want to see him out on the field. I've seen what a healthy Kyler can do. I did a lot of work on Kyler coming out of Oklahoma. I know that he is extremely talented with both his legs and his arm. And so, yeah, that does represent a challenge for us. We'll be ready for it. But the first order of business is, is getting Kyler healthy and helping him in whatever manner that is possible. It was two years ago, Drew, week one in Tennessee. Kyler Murray, four touchdown passes and a 38-13 win over what was Monty's previous team, the Tennessee Titans, and that was that 7-0 and run, 10-2 and start. So, yeah, Kyler Murray, now the question is, how do you get him to where he can do that once again? Well, you need like 10 sacks like they had, too. So can we get Chandler <laughs> back true. to have four sacks in that game? That would be a nice start as well. Um, no, but look, again, it's one thing. You, you look at the pieces that are in place here, and you look at Buda Baker. He is a perennial pro bowler, all pro type of guy. He is not going to be one of those guys that's going to change his game based off of who they hired as head coach. He's going to go out and play his game. He's going to play with whatever structure of a defense is required of a safety. Who you hire as a head coach is going to have an extreme impact on Kyler Murray. Whether or not he is an offensive guy or a defensive guy, it doesn't matter because who the head coach is hired as is going to bring an offensive coordinator to follow a belief system, and that belief system has to be bought in with by Kyler Murray. That relationship that was talked about in the past that there was some turmoil between Kyler and Cliff and there's not much continuity, all these things. 
has to change. That relationship is so imperative. And Michael talked about like uh, before of saying that Kyler is going to have some input. And Kyler's not the only one. The leaders on this team are going to have input. And once they dwindle that list down, I would imagine some of these guys would have dinner with them or have a phone conversation or any of these things because that relationship, that communication is so imperative. And everybody wants to see Kyler return to the form that he was. That Pro Bowl caliber player, you know, being able to do everything that he can do on a football field, it's such a unique skill set. He has to be healthy in order to do that. He has to buy into what the brand of the Arizona Cardinals is going to be moving forward. That's why the vision is so important. That's why being here for an entire offseason and being a presence within this locker room on and off the field, being a presence in the community, embracing what that means to be a franchise quarterback in every facet is the step that Kyler needs to take. And some of that, yes, is when you have hiccups, when there are trials along the way and you're recovering from rehab, of being a presence here, being a voice for this organization and getting guys. you got to go out and recruit guys to come here. The good quarterbacks are doing all of these things behind the scenes of trying to get guys to come in here and there's going to be many moving pieces. There's talks of trades or guys retiring of all of these things and no two teams are ever the same from year to year with an organization. But the mainstays within this organization they need to step up as this regime change is taking place and take ownership of what it's going to look like if the Arizona Cardinals are going to have success for this next window of time. Getting Kyler Murray to be that MVP candidate that he was in 2021, halfway through that regular season. That needs to be the focus points of whomever the head coach is. But Kyler Murray, yeah, he will be a part of that coaching search, whether it's an input or you mentioned, Drew, just having a conversation with whatever candidate that might be in line. But Monty, again, discussed how much of a Kyler Murray will have on dictating that coaching search. Listen, we're, we're looking for a head coach that can lead this entire organization. We're looking for a head coach that can develop all the players and Kyler being a big part of that. We want the right coach. And whether that's an offensive coach or a defensive coach, frankly, doesn't matter. We want the best coach. When we have a plan for what we are going to be as an organization, we're going to develop our players and we're going to put them in the best position to make us successful and ultimately win. The other player that was brought up in this was brought up by Monty himself, Kyle, and that was him running into Buda Baker earlier on Tuesday prior to the press conference. Brief conversation, but it reminded Monty of scouting Buda Baker coming out of Washington and then the interview at the scouting combine. And the big takeaway for me, and we've heard this from a number of different people within the organization, whether front office or coaching staff, but in the words of Monty, quote, Buda Baker represents everything we want this organization to be. We've heard Vance Joseph talk about Buda Baker. If I could have 11 Buda Bakers on defense, I'll go every single week with whomever it is, and I like our chances. And I think that's what you want, that head coach, yeah, be able to not only bring the best out of a Kyler Murray and a Buda Baker, but everyone, so you can be on that same level as a Kyler Murray and a Buda Baker. Yeah, I love that he brought up Buda Baker. I mean, because when he talks about, um, you know, no egos and, and team first players, there's no player, not only just with the Cardinals, but in the National Football League that represents that more than Buda Baker. I mean, playing through an ankle injury, playing through a broken shoulder, throwing his body around, um, just, just the way 
he plays and and hustles is the ultimate team first selfless thing that you can do. Um, so he's the type of guy that you know, particularly on the defensive side of the ball, that you want to continue to build around and try to get more players around him. When you draft a guy, you say, "Watch this guy. Watch how he prepares. Watch how he plays the game," and and that does uh, just wonders for your organization when you have that guy in-house and you know that's one of the things look this there's going to be a lot of turnover on this roster um, but we talked about it and and Monty Asafort talked about we have the pieces we have core players to build around and when you already have that guy in your locker room and you're not searching for that guy that that can bring you the type of leadership that can be that team first type of guy um, that's huge he's you know Buddha's going to continue to be a huge asset for this organization um, because he will be the way he plays the way he prepares um, his his past success he will be a steadying force in an organization again that's going to have a lot of turnover mentioned earlier the 15 seasons that Monty spent with the Patriots started as a scout worked his way up to become the team's director of college scouting a part of four Super Bowl wins with the Patriots and the lessons that he learned in New England every day going to work was a master class education of how to build a football roster and how to build a winning organization there are core beliefs that I believe that I will take from there as I will take from every step along my way that I, I plan to bring here and put my own spin on it and make it the Cardinal way. He talked about not going in and washing and repeating what he learned, whether it was in New England or Tennessee, but putting, taking a little bit from each stop, Drew, and then putting what he thinks is the best way to put it all together in one nice collaboration. Exactly. I mean, you have to. You're a product of your experiences, and you've got to be able to put that all together. You learn from the mistakes. You learn from the success. You take all of that, and you apply it to this situation, which is vastly different. If you try to implement the same thing over and over again in a different set of circumstances, it's not going to work itself out. You'll be unsuccessful, and you'll find yourself out of a job. So he's got to take everything, put it all together, and he's got to find a support system that he can trust because there are going to be bumps in the road. You just have to stay the course. Bird Gang, make sure you join the season ticket priority list and select your seats before the general public. 2023 opponents include the Seahawks, 49ers, and Rams, plus the Giants, Cowboys, Ravens, Bengals, and Falcons. All visit State Farm Stadium. Go to azcardinals.com slash priority list for more information. This is the Arizona Cardinals Radio Network. Thirty-six yarder from the right hash to win the game. Logan Cook will put it down. Riley Patterson. Cook puts it down. Patterson's kick is up. The field goal is good. 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 The Jaguars have won it. The Jaguars have won it. They have come back from twenty-seven nothing to win the game and move on. How good is that? That's what I'm talking about. Really? really, how does that happen? Seriously. You're up 27-0 with two minutes to go in the first half, and you lose the game 31-30. Jaguars advance, Chargers home, and cleaning house within their coaching staff. Not the head coach, but some assistants let go earlier on Tuesday. That final call of Riley Patterson's Game-winning field goal as time expired, courtesy of the Jaguars Radio Network. So Jacksonville gets the honor of playing at Kansas City on Saturday afternoon in the divisional round. But certainly, if you're the Chargers right now, Drew, you lose 31-30 when you had a 27-0 lead. Although we've seen 
large leads evaporate in the National Football League. And I don't want to say it's become more commonplace, but we see leads evaporate in the NBA, NHL, and Major League Baseball, but it's much more difficult in the NFL. Yeah, usually not in the playoffs in that type of circumstances. Uh, I mean, that's that's a rough offseason. <laughs> I mean, if you're, if you're a player in that Chargers locker room and you go there and, again, in order for you to give up a 27-point lead, it's got to just be bad in every single facet. And it was, right? You watch that game, you see it transpire, and you see it get closer and closer, and all of a sudden – you know, they don't convert here, they miss a field goal there. All of those things start snowballing, and they just never found their footing. And it's really hard because that Los Angeles Chargers team was very talented. I mean, they jumped out, and they were getting after. They were a lot of people's sleeper team because they were getting healthy at the right time. They were doing all of these things. They have a young quarterback that is so dynamic. They have playmakers, all of these things. Uh and then Jacksonville just finds a way to win. Again, I think this could be a small snippet of what the Arizona Cardinals could be next year is the Jacksonville Jaguars if they find the right leader. Because this team, though it got overhauled a little bit, the man leading the charge, Doug Peterson, of what he brings to the table versus Urban Meyer has shifted that whole organization and the trajectory that it's on now. And that's the type of person that you're looking for when you make this next hire here in Arizona. Worst to first, it's happened, I believe, in 18 of the last 20 seasons, so perhaps maybe the Arizona Cardinals can be that next team. But again, Jacksonville at the Chiefs on Saturday afternoon. Kyle, the other divisional game next weekend, Cincinnati at Buffalo. The Bengals beat the Ravens 24-17. The Bills beat the Dolphins 34-31. Now we get that matchup that we were anticipating on Monday night, but the Mar Hamlin situation, and now here we get it in the divisional round on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, to me, one of the big takeaways from from last weekend, because um, you know a lot of our conversation earlier was about Kyler Murray and how far he can take this team. Um, the quarterback play. I mean, even going to that Jacksonville game, when you have a quarterback that throws four interceptions in the first half, for him to bounce back the way he did in the second half and lead his team back to a victory, and then you look at, I mean, really, you know, with the exception of Brock Purdy, who's been playing beyond his years, beyond his draft position, um, these are all quarterbacks that at one point in time. Um, you know, have been dynamic, that have led their teams and, and looked fantastic, and all of them are playing at a really high level right now. Um, so, it, you know, Drew talked about that's the big difference a head coach can make. The continued development of Kyler Murray sh- is, is a good sign for this organization and, and has to be crucial because you look at, particularly in the playoffs, um, you need that guy behind center. Unless you have a, a an absolutely phenomenal defense, um, you know, the, the quarterback play this last weekend was phenomenal. Yeah, can you overcome those mistakes? Lawrence, four interceptions, finishes with four touchdowns. Josh Allen picked off twice, fumbled three times, lost one of those, but still able to get the job done and get Buffalo into the next round. Talk about Brock Purdy, a rookie, has yet to taste defeat in the National Football League. He finished with four total touchdowns as the 49ers beat the Seahawks 41-23 and now will take on the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, you know, I think if you look at Dak, too, everybody thought they were dead in the water. And he said, you know what, I had to flush Week 18. And that's what good quarterbacks can do. They can compartmentalize. They can do this. The one thing that really stuck out to me this weekend is you look at quarterback play and how important that is. And when you have turnovers in the red zone, it absolutely kills you. And you look at that, and 
uh, you know, quite honestly, from a, a true assessment standpoint, I didn't think Brock Purdy played that well in the first half. He was off. He was missing throws. He was doing stuff. And Kyle Shanahan does such a good job of getting a quarterback comfortable. He did not look comfortable. And that game was in the balance. And then on third down, for whatever reason, Seattle decides to go empty and fumbles the ball, turn it over. They're up 14. They're done. At that point, Seattle is done. Same thing last night in that game where you see the red zone turnover. First time that Tom's turned the ball over since 2019. It absolutely kills teams. And then when you see the momentum just shift, it never gets back in their direction. So Dallas is playing good football now. I think that's the Dallas team we expected to see. This is going to be a great matchup. Obviously, you're talking about eight teams left in the playoffs, and this is a very true test of what you can bring to the table. But being able to weather that storm, being able to deal with adversity, and then get momentum back in your favor is going to be huge because everybody's sitting there saying, well, Philly, depending on what they bring to the table, they've already beaten the Giants two different times. That leadership of Brian Dable, the coach of the year in my opinion, is going to be on display come Saturday night because this is a different team that believes in what they can do. They say it's always difficult to beat the same team three times in one season. That's what the Eagles will look to do against the Giants. That is the second game, the nightcap on Saturday. Giants at the Eagles. Giants winning in Minnesota 31-24. We talk about quarterback quarterback play, Kyle, and you look at Daniel Jones written off, going to be out of New York and maybe out of the league, throws for 301 yards and two touchdowns and has now new life to where, all right, you got a decision to make if you're the Giants moving forward. Yeah, I don't think they have a decision to make. He's playing good football. Um, you know, he's not only he's not only throwing the ball well, um, but he's a big part of the running game as well and shows a, a level of toughness that not a lot of quarterbacks do in the NFL. So, um, you know, I'm excited. This has already been such an exciting weekend of playoff football, and I'm really looking forward to the matchups this coming weekend. Any upsets? Are we going chalk? What, what, are, we, what are we thinking real quick here? Whew, I don't know. I, I like Dallas. I mean, again, I think that San Francisco just doesn't beat themselves, but if they get behind the eight ball, they're going to have a hard time of just being a strictly drop-back team. I, I got chalk. I, I really can't pick an upset this week. Kansas City's winning it all, in my opinion. I think they're too, they're too good. They're on a different level than everybody else. Well, we'll see what happens during the divisional round, and then we'll talk about it here in one week's time on the Cardinals Red Sea Report presented by SeatGeek, your ticket to great seats. Special thanks to Jim Omohundro, Cody Fincher, for Drew Stanton, Kyle Vandebosch, I'm Craig Riolu. This is the Arizona Cardinals Radio Network. You've been listening to the Cardinals Red Sea Report. 15-10-5, touchdown, Zach Ertz. Buda Baker with the sack, stripped the ball. Murray's going to score, touchdown. Oh, baby. The Cardinals Red Sea Report is brought to you by the Arizona Cardinals mobile app. Visit azcardinals.com slash app. Touchdown, Cardinals win. This has been an exclusive presentation of the Arizona Cardinals Football Club. Oh.